Hello and a very warm welcome to today's podcast of the Friedrich Ebert Foundation here in Cyprus. My name is Hubert Faustmann. I'm the director of the office here. Today's podcast is dedicated to the politics and society in the Turkish Republic of Northern Cyprus or the North. To give you a bit of background knowledge, uh, following a Greek coup against the government of the Republic of Cyprus in 1974, Turkey intervened ethnically cleansed the north, and ever since, the Turkish Cypriot community is living in the north, and the Greek Cypriot community is living in the south of the island under the title uh, of the internationally recognized Republic of Cyprus. The Turkish Cypriots in 1983 declared unilaterally independence and called their entity the Turkish Republic of Northern Cyprus, but it's not internationally recognized by any other country but Turkey so far. Nevertheless, it's a fully functioning entity And from the beginning, shortly after the Turkish uh, invasion in 1974, immigrants from mainland Turkey arrived in the north. Their numbers have increased dramatically. It's probably fair to say that in everyday life, immigrants from Turkey and their descendants outnumber indigenous Turkish Cypriots significantly. As far as citizenship is concerned, I don't think we have precise numbers, uh, but I think it's roughly fair to say about a third of those who vote, so have actually citizenship, Uh, in the TRNC are Turkish Cypriots, so they're, uh, sorry, are mainland Turks. So there's still a minority within those who have citizenship. Um, if you talk about Greek, if you talk to Greek Cypriots in the South, for them, these mainland immigrants are all the same. They're the fifth column of Turkey and would cause huge problems in case of a reunification of the island by simply acting on behalf of Turkey. We wanted to know more about this and therefore asked three Turkish Cypriot, and I think one Turkish researcher, your identity I want to impose, we can correct this later on. So one, uh, two Turkish or three Turkish Cypriot researchers, or uh, two Turkish Cypriots and one Turkish researcher, or one researcher of Turkish Cypriot, uh, of Turkish background, but born in the North, and two Turkish Cypriots uh, whose ancestors come from the North, um, to conduct some research to actually um, debunk and, and, and uh, talk in more detail and analyze in more detail Uh, the uh, background, the attitudes, the political convictions, the degree of religiousness, the similarities and differences between uh, mainland Turks and their descendants and Turkish Cypriots. So I'm very happy to welcome today today's pod, to today's podcast uh, Satac Sonan, who is Associate Professor of Political Science and International Relations, as well as the Director of the Center for Cyprus and Mediterranean Studies at the Cyprus International University in the North. Uh, with him is Ebru Kuchuk-Schenner. She's a PhD candidate in the International Relations Program at the Cyprus International University, and she also works as a research fellow at the Center for Cyprus and Mediterranean Studies. Last but never least, there's Ennis Porat, a PhD candidate in politics at the University of Liverpool and international relations at the Cyprus International University, where he also works as a research fellow at the Center for Cyprus and Mediterranean studies. A warm welcome to all three of you. Um, what's the idea behind the report and what's the methodology that you used? Thank you very much, uh, Hubert. Uh, of course, I would like to thank you uh, for giving us the opportunity to share the results of our uh, study uh, with a wider audience. And on top of that, actually, we have to uh, thank you and the Friedrich Heber Stiftung uh, for supporting this uh, research. Um, basically, we wanted to take a snapshot of uh, the Turkish Cypriot society 
by conducting a quantitative study, which is not done quite often. Of course, public opinion polls are uh, done regularly, but our difference or contribution here is that rather than asking uh, about uh, current affairs, we try to identify deeply held values, attitudes, etc., within the Turkish Cypriot uh, community. And uh, overall, this is something uh, novel, actually. I mean, on its own, this is a contribution, I would say, because uh, Turkish Cypriots' uh, values, attitudes, political uh, attachments, uh, etc., these are understudied issues, topics, because most people who are studying on Cyprus focus on the, uh, the conflict, Cyprus conflict. They focus on uh, Greek Cypriots uh, or Turkish Cypriots and the dynamics of the uh, negotiations, etc., Uh, particularly the North is, as I said, uh, quite understudied in many respects. So we wanted to fill the gap in that respect as well. As I said, we use a quantitative uh, method. We uh, prepared our own uh, questionnaire. Uh, of course, we also made use of some uh, internationally uh, used uh, questions, uh, particularly from World Values Survey which is uh, asked uh, since 1970s in, in, in many, uh, almost in whole world. And uh, this gave us an extra advantage, actually. It was something calculated, of course. Uh, this made it possible for us to make comparisons with the South and Turkey. So we're not only showing the, the situation in the North, but we can uh, compare it uh, with the, the South and Turkey because similar questions were asked Uh, in these countries as well. Of course, as you pointed out at the beginning, uh, dividedness is an important characteristic of the uh, Turkish Cypriot community because within the Turkish Cypriot community, thanks to the dynamics that you, uh, you also, also mentioned, I mean, population movement, let's say, or one would, uh, in, in the literature, we see that uh, this, is, this can be seen also as demographic engineering many uh, Turkish uh, people were transferred from, the, uh, from, the, from Turkey, mainland Turkey, to the northern part of Cyprus after uh, 74. And knowing that we actually divided our sample into two parts. We used a professional company, by the way, for the field work. Uh, it's called Lipa Consultancy. Uh, they're a very... Um, good company with a good reputation in the, in the north. And our big uh, sample was 1,700 almost, and uh, almost 1,000 native Turkish Cypriots, uh, native meaning both parents born in, 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 in North Cyprus to uh, Turkish Cypriot parents, and around 700, almost 700 uh, immigrants uh, from Turkey whose Both parents were uh, born in, uh, in, in Turkey. If, there, if one parent, sorry, I mean, I, I have to, um, I think, um, correct what I've said about native Turkish Cypriots. If one parent is Turkish Cypriot, then the, the uh, participant was considered as Turkish Cypriot. So mixed ones are counted as native here. And we didn't go beyond that, actually this um, uh, categorization. Yeah. 
Before we go into the, the findings, you use the term Turkification in your report a lot, which is a highly politicized term. Can you just explain to our less familiar listeners uh, what yeah. you mean by this? Sure, sure. Uh, we use this ter term to broadly describe the post-74 uh, policies of the Denktash administration, of course, I mean, in line with uh, uh, Turkish government, which essentially tried to make division permanent. And part of this strategy was bringing Turkish uh, people from Turkey to, to Cyprus, but uh, we can add also changing the names of the uh, villages, etc. So this was uh, what we meant by Turkification of the, of the North. Actually, this is used in the literature. This is not a term that we came up with. Uh, we just used it, um, you know, based on the secondary literature. And there are actually uh, variations as well. Some call it a Tur Turkification. And of course, I mean, intention was also by bringing Turks uh, from mainland Turkey, Turkish Cypriots would become, you know, more Turkified also. So it's, it has two dimensions, actually, at least two dimensions. Turkifying the geography by changing the names, etc., and uh, bringing people. And at the same time, you know, with this interaction, they uh, intended to uh, create a, a society in the north more loyal to uh, Turkey. Of course, these had some, some say it, it backfired in, in certain respects. And we can say that actually, uh, to say the least, this has led to the emergence of a, a divided uh, society in the, in the north, Uh, and divided in the sense that there are different, of course, no society is completely homogeneous, but as our findings show, in certain respects, of course, I mean, these people think quite uh, alike, but uh, we also can show that particularly, for instance, when it comes to uh, the solution of the Cyprus problem, uh, they, have, they have hold different views uh, in terms of attachment, They are different. So uh, to say the least, we can say that this uh, created an extra complication in the, in the Cyprus problem in general, but also in the North uh, in particular as well. And that's why actually we identify this relationship as, a, as an uneasy one, the relationship between Turkish Cypriots and, you know, immigrants. We, I think we can, uh, we can elaborate on this, uh, on this uh, further as we uh, continue sharing our findings. Exactly. I think it's, it's, it's a good moment to go a bit deeper into the report. Maybe first to get the basic idea what, what aspects of uh, politics and society did you explore in the report, and then maybe we can go deeper into the different aspects. Yeah. The, the report starts with a, with a general uh, historical context, but then our findings are, uh, we categorize them under uh, six uh, titles. First one is perception of identity and sense of belonging. Second one's one, religious identity and uh, values. Third, democratic culture. Fourth, political culture. Five, relations uh, with Turkey. And finally, we have attitudes uh, towards Cyprus, solution of the Cyprus uh, problem. Okay, let's, let's go deeper there and bring our other two researchers into the podcast. Ennis, can you tell us a bit more about perceptions of identity and sense of belonging? What are the key findings of the report there? 
Okay, we measured the perceptions of identity and sense of belonging by asking questions on self-identification and homeland. And the findings point out a serious intergroup division. Therefore, our main argument is in this report is a divided society has emerged in the northern part of the island after uh, 1974. So the first question we ask, how do you primarily identify yourself? And while uh, 90% of native Turkish Cypriots tend to emphasize their Cypriotness, uh, Turkishness is the overriding element of identity among the vast majority of immigrants. And similar to this uh, self-identification division, we asked another question. Where do you regard your uh, patria? Uh, That's the homeland question. And almost two-thirds of Turkish Cypriots see North Cyprus as their homeland, which actually clearly indicates that bizonality has been strongly internalized by Turkish Cypriots. And again, uh, the picture on the immigrant side is very different, as 57% is still attached to Turkey in terms of uh, seeing Turkey as their homeland. Okay, so we have huge differences between the two groups as far as identity and sense of belonging is concerned. What about religious identity and religious values? We focused on the religious identity and values as well. Uh, Our findings uh, show that in line with uh, the expectations, actually. Immigrants are significantly more religious than Turkish Cypriots, like a big portion of immigrants that that they belong to a religion. Uh, a considerable bigger group among immigrants identified themselves as uh, religious and reported that uh, they attend mosque. Apart from these, uh, when we asked whether they supported building more mosques and divinity schools, which is uh, highly debated uh, topics in the North, which are two controversial issues occupying public opinion lately, we can clearly observed that immigrants' uh, support is remarkably uh, higher than Turkish Cypriots for building more mosques and divinity schools. So also in that category, big differences between both democratic yeah, yeah. culture, more similarities there? Yeah, this, this is a different uh, part. Uh, on attitudes towards democracy, life satisfaction and interpersonal trust, the two groups are not so different from each other. Unlike the first two parts, identity and religion. Uh, We have found that both Turkish Cypriots and Turkish immigrants show strong commitment to democratic values and dislike towards uh, military rule. Again, both identify the governance in the TRNC as democratic or uh, very democratic, while the level of interpersonal trust is very low, which is an interesting point. Interesting. So more similarities there. April... Mm-hmm. Political culture. What can we what can we say about the similarities and differences in terms of political culture? Mm, we can say easily there are there is a divided political culture in the north of uh, Cyprus. Uh, one of the important findings uh, of this research: both groups feel proud of being a citizen of the TRNC. On the other hand, majority of both groups were not proud of the political system of the TRNC. Proud. Proud. Then we asked the participants uh, to express their level of trust in the Terence government and Turkish government. Uh, according to findings, both groups' level of trust in the Terence was not so high. 
When it comes to their level of trust in the government of Turkey, once again, two groups have divergent thoughts. While a big majority of Turkish immigrants express their trust in the Turkish government, Turkish Cypriot trust was significantly lower. However, differences among Turkish immigrants is much stronger, while only uh, approximately 30% of immigrants say that they trusted the TRNC government. 71% of them expressed their trust in the Turkish government. Actually, they are more loyal to the uh, Turkish government. That's why we have a divided uh, political culture in the North Cyprus. Uh, another important question, when we ask the question then, which one do you see as your leader? Uh, according to our findings, majority of native group are remain loyal to the TRNC president. On the other hand, the migrants group's loyalty seems to be divided between the Turkish president and the TRNC president. Uh, the findings also indicated that almost half of migrants had difficulty seeing the TRNC president as their leader. It was another indicator regarding uh, division of political culture. So there we are basically already in the middle of the next issue, the relations with Turkey. How do they see their relations with Turkey? It is another contest and uh, we can see easily differences between two groups. The two groups express diverging views over possible settlement models. We can uh, say that one. When we ask respondents what kind of relationship they prefer between TRNC and Turkey, uh, the most common answer among natives was sisterly relationship. Uh, among Turkish immigrants, the most popular answer was the mother-baby relationship. Then we asked the participant to what extent they agree with this statement. I think Turkey is meddling too much in domestic affairs of the TNC. While Turkish Cypriots show their dissatisfaction with Ankara's meddling in domestic affairs and Turkey's political stance in the TNC, uh, Turkish immigrants' attitudes were more positive. Actually, this situation doesn't bother them uh, like Turkish Cypriots. They are satisfied with the uh, Turkish policies and the, you know, they don't uh, agree to uh, Ankara meddling in the domestic affairs of the TRNC. Uh, last of the big blocks, the attitudes towards the Cyprus problem, do they differ? Yes, exactly. It is different from each other. Uh, a majority of both groups expressed their disapproval of the ongoing division on the island. In this regard, two groups are similar. But when we present, presented five possible scenarios to the participants and asked them to what extent they supported these solution models, these were continuation of status quo, annexation by Turkey, a two-state solution, a unitary state under the Republic of Cyprus, Finally, a bi-zonal, bi-communal federation. Most of natives support federation, but on the other hand, they oppose the annexation by Turkey. Uh, in contrast, Turkish migrants support the annexation uh, by Turkey, and they, uh, they oppose the uh, federation. It was interesting. One. They, they, have, they are diverging uh, on the solution model, actually. And it's 
yani the result show really they are different uh, from each other when it comes to Cyprus problem and the, in terms of political culture. Okay, let's let's shift from a discussion uh, from the findings of the differences between the two groups to a closer look at the group of the Turkish immigrants themselves. There's very little known, in particular in the South, about them. They see them as a homogeneous group. Is this is this perception justified or is this a very misleading understanding of the Turkish immigrants? Obviously, it's not a monolithic group. There are many uh, divergences within this group as well. And uh, we can see that actually in um, uh, some elections too. In the, in the last couple of elections, uh, Turkish citizens living in the north are allowed to vote. So um, the Turkish government granted them the vote, uh, the right to vote. Not only to, of course, I mean, uh, Turks living in, in the north, but also Turks living in diaspora in general. And we see that uh, this group is, you know, I mean, voting for different parties in, in Turkey as well. So this is another uh, indication that this group is not a mouthpiece, let's say, for the Turkish leader Erdogan, because sometimes this is the, the way they are presented as. So I think in, in that respect, we have to uh, underline once again that this is not a homogeneous, this is not a monolithic group. There are different tendencies. Depending on actually, um, we didn't delve into that, but we know that Some are living in, in more urban areas. Some are living in, of course, I mean, Tur- uh, North is quite small, but some of them are living in countryside and they also show some degree of, of, of difference between themselves. We didn't actually uh, cover this uh, dimension in our, in our research, but I think there is a question. Also, we have a section on how generations differ from from each other and we see there that the longer they stay the more they identify themselves with uh with cyprus and uh being a turkish cypriot okay that basically also answers the question i had in mind so that 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 there that dif- there are differences between the turkish migrants who live longer on the island and those who arrived more more recently so integration of the first generation has has quite progress but integration of the later one is as much less successful is that a fair assessment or that would be an overstatement I, i i would say that's a fair assessment in in many respects and maybe uh we can add this uh as well as an answer to your previous uh question too and it's it's also uh partly answers uh integration uh questions we compared some results with uh, Turkey. As I said at the beginning, we used some questions from World Values Survey, and uh, we compared the fi- our findings with the findings of World Values Survey held in Turkey. And it shows us that um, people living here, immigrants from Turkey, they are uh, more liberal uh, than their Turkish counterparts when it comes to gender equality for instance and actually the two societies here i mean or two groups i mean turkish cypriots and and immigrants we don't see any difference between them when we look at the uh, gender equality dimension they are quite 
liberal in that respect. And therefore, they are also more liberal than uh, the Turkish people in mainland Turkey. And also, when it comes to religiosity, we see that uh, the group living here is less religious than uh, people in Turkey. So, in a way, we can say that there is this interaction between the two groups is making the, the immigrants more liberal in, in many respects. Of course, I mean, this is like a, a we, it's, it's, a mag, uh, it's a matter of, it's, it, it's a relative thing, of course. I mean, I'm not saying that everyone is changing in one direction or, or the other, but uh, we can see these uh, trends. Okay, so it's, it is interesting. So in a way, you could describe it as, as many of the Turkish migrants being somewhere in between them, some of the Turkish immigrants being in, somewhere in between mainland Turks in their attitudes and behaviors and Turkish Cypriots. So quite a, quite a genuinely different group, if I'm, if I'm understood you correctly. So in that context, this, this wide perception uh, amongst Greek Cypriots that they are the fifth column of Turkey and will basically do what Turkey tells them to do, in particular in the context of the Cyprus question, is that a, is that a justified perception or how would that fit in uh, within your findings? Of course, I mean, it's difficult to answer this question. And I think we have to point out something, that there is within the Turkish Cypriot group or a native group, let's remember, this group is not uh, homogeneous either. I mean, politically, particularly when it comes to the solution of the Cyprus problem, etc., we have a clear division among native Turkish Cypriots as well. So there are many Turkish Cypriots uh, who are against a federal settlement. So, and heeding or paying attention to what Ankara says. Therefore, I think as a group, uh, the, 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 the whole group, and that's the concern, that, that should be the concern of the, the Greek Cypriots, I would say, that it's not like Turkish Cypriots and Bloc and mass are uh, acting one way and the, the immigrants and mass acting another way. So, uh, as I said, within both groups, we see these disagreements. So, given what you just said, that uh, there are differences between mainland Turks and Turkish immigrants in the north, but also differences between Turkish immigrants in the north, and Turkish Cypriots living there, how well integrated are they in, in the society? What is the relationship between those two groups? We asked a few questions about that at the beginning of the uh, questionnaire, at the uh, sur survey. As far as I remember, there, there are two striking things, actually. They ascribe positive characteristics to, uh, to the quote-unquote other group. They don't have this, uh, you know, there is no animosity between the two groups. They don't uh, ascribe negative uh, characteristics to each other, you know, a majority of this. What is striking is that when we ask them to describe the, the, uh, the nature of the relationship between the two groups, we see that only a fraction, a, I mean, a small mi a minority said, the relationship between the two sides is good. They either said it's, 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 uh, it's bad or very bad. Let me uh, quote also the figures. I think this is uh, also uh, one of the, I mean, I was 
surprised to see that actually. We know that there is this uh, uneasy relationship. We knew it before starting this this work, but I would say we didn't expect to see this huge difference. Almost 55% uh, described the relationship as bad or very bad. 52% describes it as, as bad among immigrants. 7% of natives describe it as very bad and uh, 47% bad. So a majority in both groups describe the relationship as bad. Another big chunk, around 40% in both groups, describe it as neither good nor bad. And only a fraction, I mean, uh, I would say around 5% within each group describe the relationship between native Turkish and Turkish immigrants as good or very good. Well, these are, these are quite disturbing findings. That's not a laugh it, story. It, <laughs> in, in, in. it is indeed. As I said, uh, although when, you, when we ask them, how do you describe the other group, 45% in both groups describe the other group as friendly, for instance. Or 15 to 20%, 22% said they are trustworthy. So, so positive, uh, positive characteristics, that, let's say. 30% of Turkish Cypriots uh, described immigrants as different. If you're British, that sounds odd. <laughs> or not very positive. If a British person says different, that's usually not a very but, positive description. Well, of course, I mean, yeah. we had also, uh, you know, other things like, I mean, dangerous, etc. They didn't go for that. You're right. I mean, uh, it's not maybe the best, but I mean, there is this, you know, at least uh, neutral <laughs> statement. So the, the, this is, a, as, as you put it, disturbing, I would say, uh, to, to say the least. Let, let me bring maybe Ennis and Ebro back into, into the podcast a bit. I don't know if, if you want to answer the next question. That is... Are there any integration programs run by the North to improve, in a way, the relationship between both communities and help Turkish immigrants to arrive in Turkish separate society? We can't say that the TRNC has ever, has ever had an uh, integration program since 1975. Uh, the main strategy of the Turkish authorities with this politically motivated migration was to, to Turkify the North. They didn't think it would be necessary to in, necessary uh, to integrate these two kinsmen group uh, into each other. Uh, but this is the situation we are facing now. Uh, we never had a, an integration program. Uh, the authorities thought it would be very easy to put these two groups together. But from this report, from the findings, we can see that uh, it hasn't worked. Uh, as the authorities has expected, but I can easily say that there hasn't been any integration program. No, I mean, uh, I can uh, quote Deng Tash on this, actually, who is the mastermind behind all this, I would say. His approach was there is no difference, uh, basically, between uh, Turks in the mainland and uh, Turks in the, in the uh, northern part of the island. And he was uh, criticized often by the left, 
by uh, when he said, I mean, those who come are Turks, those who leave are Turks. Because uh, there was this concern that Turkish Cypriots were emigrating because of the situation, economic uh, circumstances in the, in the north. They were uh, in the 70s, 80s. Many people left for 90s, left for England, for instance, where we have this uh, uh, diaspora. And, uh, of course, like, Dash was blamed for that. I mean, the TRNC is a dead end, the opposition was saying. And because of that, we are losing our people. And there, are, there is this constant flow of people from, from Turkey to the north. And Deng Dai's uh, reply was simple. This shouldn't be a concern for us. Those who left are Turks. Those who are coming are Turks. There is no difference. Well, there is a difference, as your report tells us. <laughs> Turkish Cypriot leaving is very different from a mainland Turk arriving, generally speaking. So Deng Dai was wrong, but his policy seemed to work out. Uh, depending on the agenda you have. Ebru, let's maybe, I don't know if you feel comfortable asking that question. If, if one of the big differences between mainland Turkey and Turkish migrants and Turkish Cypriots is the degree of religiousness. Now we have an AK Party government in Turkey, which is very, very religious. And we have an active policy of building mosques, uh, schools, for imams, and, and clearly an attempt to make this sinful Turkish secular Cypriot community a bit more religious what what do you think a, how, how do the turkish cypriots respond to this what what is the likely outcome will turkish cypriots become more religious or will the to the opposite occur and and mainland turkish immigrants become more secular and less religion what is religious what's what's your hunch there mm -hmm. so turkey's actions are more about avoiding secularization within the migrants community rather than making turkish cypriots more religious because Indeed, our findings show that they uh, they have been becoming less religious. They are clearly less religious than the compatriots uh, in Turkey. Turkey, uh, that that's what we see when we look at the uh, one survey results in Turkey. There is also a symbolic dimension. Mosques serve as Mosque. most, uh, serve as marks marks of Turkification of the northern part of island. Almost whole, half of the migrant group supports the idea of having more mosque and divinity school in the north. They are in favor of conservative policies applied by Turkey in, on North Cyprus. The variation among the waves doesn't does not significantly change the, relig the religiosity and support for more mosque and divinity school. Therefore, religious character of migrant is not. Uh, slowing down. On the other hand, majority of the natives are resisting the conservative policies. Therefore, we don't expect natives uh, to lose their secular character. Okay, interesting. Uh, we had recently elections, presidential elections in the north, and Basin uh, Tatar, the favored candidate of Turkey, won, a Turkish Cypriot belonging to the political right. And uh, To what extent did this outcome mirror findings in your report? Is there any other indicators in the report that explain uh, the success of Azin Tatar over his counter-candidate from the political left, Mustafa Akinji, who's more for Turkish Cypriotness, while Tatar is clearly a man for more Turkishness and a closer relationship with mainland Turkey? So I haven't uh, checked the results uh, yet. I, I don't 
I don't have the, the um, I didn't really read through the distribution of the, of the votes, etc. But I think it's safe to say that we shouldn't make, uh, we shouldn't blame or we shouldn't hold uh, migrants responsible for handing the victory to Mr. Tatar. We have to remember that Mr. Tatar is the, was the leader of the biggest Turkish Cypriot party, uh, UBP. And of course, there are other dimensions like meddling of Turkey during the election period, etc., which cannot be denied, I would say. But um, migrants should not be made scapegoat for Tatar's uh, win. So to slowly wrap up, what can we learn from these reports? Are there certain recommendations you would provide to the authorities in the north? What issues should be addressed to allow Turkish immigrants to integrate better within Turkish separate community to improve the relations between both? Um, I guess we need to have a citizenship law. We have, but we, we need to uh, reform it according to our needs. Citizenship shouldn't be automatically granted to those who spend a certain period of time on the island. Like citizenship should not be granted uh, by the Council of Ministers. And at the same time, you know, it's, we are a small island with a very small population uh, whose roughly one-third is already uh, immigrant, a citizen who, who also uh, received citizenship. When you consider the, the migrants who still hasn't got citizenship, it goes uh, a little bit higher, of course. So probably there is a limit in that sense how much of the migrants you can, you can uh, make uh, citizens as well. So the, the first thing that comes to my mind is we, we, need, a, we need to reform our citizenship law accordingly. Basically, to, to limit the amount of immigrants from one country, Turkey, uh, becoming too big a number in the north. Yeah, it, it's not just about uh, limiting uh, the migrants receiving citizenship, but uh, if if the pattern is like if if the pattern is the migrants are coming from just one country and receiving the citizenship, that's that can become a problem within this kind of very small populations. Uh, clearly, I mean, the fear to become a minority in, in your own country is a, is a legitimate one. If, if 33% are already not from that country. So I think that makes a lot of sense uh, from my perspective. Based on your report and your research, if, uh, if there would be further research, what issues should be explored more? Uh, what, what way to go next if we continue research on that path together? What, where do you think we should go? First thing that we should do is to repeat this study it because uh, this was we didn't mention it at the beginning but we did the field work more than two years ago uh, actually and uh, I think it's um, after two three years uh, we can we can revisit these uh, questions and uh, see uh, if there is I don't see personally I don't expect a, a huge change but as this was something which was, which has not been done before I think it would be good to have a, a second, second study along similar lines. 
Which questions uh, would we add? I mean, I would definitely add a question on uh, whether in the presidential elections uh, people were offered something to vote in one direction. Uh, Ebu, any ideas from you? What you would like more deeply into within your own research? I think your PhD is on the topic. Yes, exactly. It's uh, most part of my PhD, and we are working on my PhD thesis. It is most related with this report and migrants and natives and patron de facto state relation within this framework and legitimacy and political behavior issues. We are uh, working on uh, that issue, and as, as Sertaju just said, uh, we want to repeat this report. And is there anything you would like to look more deeply into or some aspect yeah. we didn't look into but should look into? Like it's it's obvious that uh, there are still lots of questions that we need to answer about these immigrant groups to understand them better. Uh, one thing is to turn such uh, reports and uh, studies into longitudinal uh, studies to see the role of uh, time as well. In my uh, PhD study, I'm working on uh, the political behavior patterns. So let me tell this. The issue of immigrants need further and more detailed research. And then, then some studies are on the way, actually. We are doing something. I would like to focus more on political behavior pattern of participation uh, to understand this immigrant group uh, and their behavior better. Not just the, their political culture, but to expand our scope. Well, thank you so much. I think we got a very, very interesting podcast here on an issue there's so little known about, on an, on, an, on, on an island where so much is researched. So I think that was the goal, to shed some light into the unknown group of particular of the Turkish immigrants in the north Uh, and I think we succeeded in this. So thank you so much, Sertac, Epo and Enes, for this podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, you can find the reports in English, Greek, and Turkish on our website, fascypress.org. Visit us also on Facebook. And please follow our podcast uh, series. Big thank you for me. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.